Welcome to the season premiere, the triumphant return, the, yeah, we're no judgments here. I'm Mike. That's Will. How you doing, buddy? That's a strong intro. Good. The new season is here. <clears throat> and it's, I'm, I'm good, man. It's, uh, it's been a bit. We are now three weeks, 20 days, just shy of three weeks. Yeah. Since we last spoke, when we ran five pods in five days five for Louder Than Life. Yeah, we actually so you've had, yeah, you've had 20 days to uh, reflect on Louder Than Life. Yeah, How are you feeling after these 20 days? Man, uh, honestly, I thought this year's Louder Than Life edition was probably uh, the best festival experience I think I've ever had. I think for one thing, the weather was perfect. And I think when the weather right. is perfect, it makes everything else go about as smooth as humanly possible. I mean, because when there's bad weather, man, it just wrecks everything. It just oh, turns yeah. into a it just turns into a domino effect. So when you have near perfect weather like what we had for four days, man, as long as the festival has their act together and we all know that DWP does, then mm -hmm. dude it's it's all green, all go. Um, so, I mean, it was just a phenomenal experience. Like, you know, yeah, we had the two annoyances of trying to get in there on two different days with the, mm -hmm. the other stuff that was happening in the parking lot, which is annoying. Um, we had the long, long ride home um, with the parking after Tool, which was, I mean, that, that was kind of a disaster. But those things are minor once you start getting further and further away from the festival. Uh, very right. little sound issues, which was great. Crowd was great. Um, there, there was really no stage uh, issues, no major hurdles, no obstacles. I got, I got a little tipsy on that day with Corey Taylor and everybody with the wine, and, and that was unfortunate, uh, but I was able to recover from that. Uh, some great sets. Uh, the only thing that I hate that happened with Louder Than Life is that everybody had such a poor experience uh, during the Limp Biscuit uh, concert, and uh, that's really right. the only unfortunate part that happened. I, I wish Fred would would have would have uh, have not have done that because I know everybody in the front of the stage had a really good time, and unfortunately, everybody else was really pissed off that he turned off the monitors. And as we saw, they played at AfterShock Festival last weekend. They played with the monitors on, uh, with the videos on for everybody to to look at and to enjoy. And he came out as a freaking cowboy. And he was very entertaining. It was hilarious to watch him cowboy line dancing through my biscuit songs. But man, it, yeah. it was really, honestly, it was an A plus experience this year. It was phenomenal. Do you think that the festival organizers had something to do with him and the and the video situation at Aftershock? I'm sure there was a conversation. Um, something I hadn't really thought about when it happened, or kind of afterwards. But I was reading through the comments is that. Having those video monitors um, up uh, helps. Um, I, we may have talked about this. I can't remember now with three weeks. So, uh, but it, having those monitors kind of helps crowd control because um, instead of tens of thousands of people trying to get close to the stage um, and creating uh, an uncomfortable situation, everybody's yeah. really just fine standing where they're at and watching the video monitor while they're on the stage. Um, so he, in my opinion, he, he probably created kind of a crowd safety issue. And if that's correct, um, which that theory was out there on the internet, then I would imagine that DWP 
more than likely had a conversation with Fred Deese, Durst, and the boys because they were the only band the entire four-day weekend that did not allow the video monitors to go off while they were performing. Right. And, you know, and, and I mean, besides Tool just obviously showing the imaging and everything like that, but everybody that knows Tool knows that's that's their thing. They don't yeah. – the focus is not on them on stage. It's just on the experience. So, yeah, I mean, kind of sucky. I mean, it did uh, put a damper on the rest of our views of the set. I mean, you got relatively close to uh, to experience it and everything like that. But, you know, we didn't. And that's on us. Maybe we should have. But, you know, yeah. Just, well, I mean, there was, no, there was no way for you to know that that was going right. to occur since nobody else had done the same thing the entire time we were there. So, right. you know, people were nestled in their spot. Um, to, in my opinion, they were probably one of the most anticipated sets of the weekend just because nobody really gets to see Limp Biscuit live anymore. They, right. Their touring is so sporadic, and there's been that uh, time period now where all the hate for Limp Biscuit has kind of turned into a nostalgia thing. So now people yep. enjoy Limp Biscuit again. Uh, I think there were a lot of people there who's never seen it before who were really looking forward uh, to the experience and kind of got soured um, with the video monitors being turned off and not really being able to get into the show like they were hoping for. Right, right. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they they sounded great. Um, I have no complaints about their set besides the fact that we just really couldn't see. So, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, hey, you know, live and learn. Um, it's unfortunate. <laughs> but other than that, like you said, I mean, it was a uh, it was an A plus. It was great. Obviously, the best festival experience that I have uh, experienced as well. So just and that's the reason why we'll keep going back. Yeah. So. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you, you keep pro- providing a lineup like that over and over again. Right. Um, it's um, it's impossible to stay away from that. You get to see it all in four days, and yeah, I mean, there's some stage uh, overlap uh, that yeah can be frustrating. There wasn't a lot this year, and there wasn't really a lot last year. But there's always going to be one or two conflicts. I'm disappointed we didn't have the opportunity to go see what all the rage about Sleep Token is. You know, I, I right. Think, was an opportunity i think they should have been on the main stage at this point based off of the trajectory of of where their career has gone and so i mean that that part's unfortunate but you know everything everything else i I think they're were they playing the same time as lemon biscuit and they were playing sometimes no it was the same time as pantera okay yeah i mean that was a no-brainer for us so right i mean yeah that was i mean you know we were not gonna miss pantera so i shouldn't say we i should say i no, definitely. Should we, speak we speak not, for the collective. Yeah, the four of us. Kane's younger though, so but the three of us, me, you, and Trey, we're definitely not going to miss Pantera for Sleep Token. Well, and and that's his mindset, Kane's mindset as well. I mean, he's been raised on Pantera, you know, so he's going he's going to go see arguably one of his favorite bands. So again, cool. I dig it. Um, let's. Yeah. And I, I think one of the, the best things of this is that I never felt like just worn the fuck out out of in those four no. days. I felt good the entire time. I'm out of shape. I, I was kind of dreading, you know, trying to get through this four days in my mid forties. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I felt good all four days. Uh, Monday was a long ride home. It was a long ride home. Oh yeah. And I didn't didn't speak a lot. I just didn't have the energy to speak. I just sat there. For basically yeah. the entire way, I think I fell asleep for like 30, 45 minutes towards the end once we got into Arkansas. 
Um, but yeah, man, I, I was a zombie on Monday, but I was back to work on Tuesday, feeling good and excited about the experience. So I, I will be going back as long as I can be allowed to go back. <laughs> well, I mean, we've got 340 days, yeah. 345 days to, uh, to make that happen. Um, you know, if I need to send, you know, uh, candy bouquets, um, just random gifts to your house, you know, to make this happen, you know, let me know what I can do. Let me know what I can do to make this an easy process. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's all about time, right? I mean, 13 right, months right. out, you're just like, no chance. 12 months out, 11 months out, 10 months out, 9 months out. I mean, there, it's going to be like eight months before she finally is like on board. Um, right. I mean, still the prospect of spending six days by yourself with a four and two year old uh, while the other person is out having a really good time with friends at a festival. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. you're not you're not going to look at that favorably. And I understand that. Hey, I did been, invite been there and done did, that. Yeah, I did invite uh, them to come and just hang out at Airbnb. And she thought that was a really stupid idea. So really? <laughs> yeah. God. I was like, why, why would I want to do that? Get out of your town, get to Louisville. I'll be there in the mornings to mm-hmm. hang out. You can go check can, out Louisville and the uh, New Albany with the kiddos. Right. You know, I, I can, I can, I can try to get Kathy to come down, and then you know she'd have a companion. Yeah. Um, you know, on the, but all right, well, but we'll see. That's a, that's a twenty twenty a late. That's a summer twenty twenty four concern. Well, we're worried about that in the future. Gotcha. All right. So pre-sale happened, and, and you jump on the pre-sale and uh, put your yeah. ticket on layaway. That's yep, yeah. nice. I was yeah. looking at the the prices yeah. of that and everything. Yeah, yeah. the ten dollar down, and uh, the first payment I don't think is till like mid-November. Yep. So, ten months to pay it off. It's like sixty-five dollars a month or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I jumped on it. Uh, nice. Obviously, as you recall, last year I was pretty wishy-washy afterwards. I was like, man, you were. Six days is a lot. That's a lot. That's asking a lot. Um, a lot of money. A uh, long trip. That's asking mm-hmm. a lot. This time, it, I, I, you know, I was, I was, I was ready to roll. I was ready to go back when we got back home. Man, I was like, let's do this again. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it was just that good of an experience. Well, then you know we need to jump in because I mean, there's been a lot of time in between when we last spoke, and I know that you've had some shows. I had a show. Um, Let's just go yeah. right into it. I mean, you got back Tuesday night, I believe. You went to the amp and seen Queens of the Stone Age, correct? Yeah, we did it again. Um, we did it again. The wife and I went to Queens of the Stone Age on Tuesday night. Basically the same set um, as what they performed um, in Louisville. Uh, obviously, the crowd in Louisville is much larger, but uh, I mean, they right. were great. It was, it was, I'm pretty confident it was the same exact set list. Uh, very much the same show. It wasn't a large crowd. It was probably the, the most sparse crowd I've seen at the Amp uh, this summer of all the shows I went to. It probably was close to the Three Doors Down Candlebox show I went to. Lots of space in the lawn. We had seats for this one. Uh, we sat in a row all by ourselves. Uh, op- we didn't watch the very first act. The two opening acts were also on Louder Than Life. Jenny Beth, I believe, was her name. And then Viagra Boys. Viagra Boys were some strange lads, man. They were weird. <laughs> They were very odd. They what they kind of good. music? I've never it's, listened to them. It's some so. form of punk. It's definitely punk influenced. 
Um, and I should have had it until they, they had a song called about sports that you should definitely listen to because it was quite hilarious. Um, and he said weird ramblings between um, songs that were just in, and, and they looked really weird too. They they were just in, and it was on. I, I I didn't enjoy it. There were some moments where I giggled. I was entertained, but for the most part, right. That's not something I need to sit through again. It's not something I need to listen to again. So that was that. Um, after that, Queens of Stone Age came on. I mean, and I, I thought they kicked ass. They they were great. Uh, the crowd was really into it. The sparse crowd that was there. Uh, Josh again was in a really good mood. Um, he was pretty talkative throughout the set. Um, very thankful for the audience. Um, and man, they just they just killed it. Happy to see them twice in three days. Right on. Cool. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Um, any other shows that you've seen since then? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if that was the last show of the amp season for me. Did I go to another show after that? I may have to pull up my concert archives. But so when we were driving in from Louisville on Monday night, um, there was a billboard that uh, a digital billboard that had that Aaron Lewis was going to be performing at the Cherokee's Casino in Siloam Springs, which is about 25 miles down the road. Um, so while I was in the passenger seat with Trey driving, I went ahead and pulled up the Cherokee Casino website just to check out what ticket prices for Aaron Lewis would be. And lo and behold, I get on the page and freaking Soul Asylum's on there performing a concert uh, for free at this, at, at wow. what they call this, the Seven Bar inside the casino. And uh, Erica had been trying to like manifest soul asylum come to town for like the previous six months. I, I don't, she just got it in her head. And sometimes when Erica gets something in her head, she just, she'll talk about it forever. And it'll happen. Here's yeah. Here's soul asylum coming to the Cherokee casino, just this random date out of nowhere. Um, it was surrounded by no other dates. They played a festival in Georgia the week before uh, they were doing a small tour the week after this was it Cherokee Casino West Siloam so uh, Erica myself and one of Erica's friends from Russellville Janelle uh, went to the, the, the casino on a Friday night uh, man I think we're two Fridays past and they, they put on a great show man uh, 20 songs um, all wow. the hits that you would expect it was also the 31st anniversary of their biggest uh, release and now I can't think of the name of it so I'm going to have to pull it up I apologize give me one moment but it was the, the 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 day of the concert was the thirty first birthday of their album with Black Gold and somebody to shove, and uh, they didn't say anything about that at the concert. Unfortunately, I was hoping to hear uh, some cool story about how this album came out thirty one years ago, but they didn't do that. Grave Dancers Union uh, was the album, um, man. But they they were great. Uh, the the seven bar at the casino is really weird, man. It's right off the casino floor. So you hear all the bells and the whistles of the slot machines going. Um, there's a there's a wall, but it's not all the way to the top, so you can still hear okay. all that noise. And it's just a bar area, and you, you got this bar that goes across the floor, and on top of the bar is a stage uh, where the band performs. I'm, I'm thinking if you've been okay. to a casino, you've probably seen this setup before. Um, I don't. I'm pretty sure I've seen it at other casinos as well. So Soul well, Asylum I mean, is playing. So, do you remember the guitars of Cadillacs and Lincoln? No, I don't think I ever went there. Okay, well, they kind of had the same setup. They had a bar underneath, and then the stage was up above, mm -hmm. and bands would play up there. And then they had the dance floor right there, you know, just, you know, on the lower level. So, yeah, I know what you're talking about with that kind of setup. It is kind of odd. Yeah, it's, it's very odd. And 
you know, I've only been there three times. I saw Nelson there with my brother. Um, Erica and I saw Vertical Horizon uh, Fastball and Everclear there. And so this was the third time I've been to it. Each band uh, says something uh, about the setup each time. Um, I mean, just because it's kind of an odd experience. But uh, they went through, got it pretty good. Somebody to shove, losing it. Misery, which is my favorite Soul Asylum song. Uh, I told you, closed without a trace, I will still be laughing. Lately, Summer of Drugs, Black Gold, Runaway Train. Closer to the Stars, Veil of Tears, just like anyone, 99% looking at you in April Fool. Uh, so we got to hear six songs. Um, and then we, we hung around after the show because Erica thought she could possibly meet David Dave Burner, the lead singer of Soul Asylum, and she did. Uh, she did. Wow. She saw, him, she saw him coming through the kitchen, uh, which was behind the bar, and her and Janelle raced over. Uh, he was in a hurry. He was trying to get probably to his casino bed uh, to go to sleep because it was late, but uh, they took a picture with each other and went on their way. So uh, right they, had on. Really good, yeah, they had a really good time. They were drunkards. I was uh, somewhat sober. I had two drinks, uh, but I had to drive us back. So, you know, it was... It was a cool experience, uh, and, we, and we found out the reason ultimately why they were there playing at the casino that particular night because they were the uh, the uh, band. Uh, we had a we have a kiss the pig charity event that happens every year at the Embassy Suites, and they were the entertainment for that charity event. Oh, okay. So they figured might as well hit hit two shows in one weekend and get paid and double for what you're doing. So. Gotcha. It was okay. good. good experience. Cool. First time I've ever seen Soul Asylum. Uh, really? In my memory, I think I've only had one other shot, and that was right after that Grave Diggers Union album came out, probably like a year after it. And I think I was only 13 or 14. Them and Spin Doctors and Screaming Trees went on a pretty big tour across America, and they came to Little Rock, and I tried to get to it, but I, you know, I my options were limited at, at my right. age, and I just wasn't able to go. And that was, that was the last time I ever, ever had the chance to see him. So. Better late than never. Uh, yeah. It was a good show. I thought Dave Burner still sounded good. All his merchandise, Mike, he'll be happy to know. All his merchandise says Minneapolis, Minnesota on it. He's very proud of his hometown. Yes, he is. <laughs> you know, and, and they, and we talked about it before, you know, um, they were just up here, I think, just a few months ago um, pr- promoting some release or an anniversary or something like that and did a couple intimate shows. And they do a lot of stuff with uh, the Electric Fetus. Um, you know, the big record store here in town. So um, pretty cool. Um, I can't say that I'm a huge Soul Asylum fan, you know, so I didn't really make any effort to go check them out. So, yeah, I think you should go check them out at least once in Minneapolis. Yeah, that'd be a cool experience. Um, I saw on Instagram like last week, Dave Perner was doing like an album unveil where they, they sent him the packaging of the album and he opens it up. So I imagine there was probably something happening uh, with that release in your area. And I should note, there was probably 100 people there, and I think 20 of us were there to see the band. Uh, there oh, was wow. Some, yeah, there was a country band playing after Soul Asylum. Mm-hmm. Um, and other, ever, other than that, everybody was... anybody every, For the most part, 80% of the people who were in there uh, were either watching the football games that were on the TVs or just simply drinking beer with the music in the background. All right. Well, shoot. Yeah. I mean, how do you... Soul Sound, pretty big band, obviously in the '90s. How do you feel they? How do you think they feel in 2023 playing to 100 people, when but only 20 of them are there to see them? <laughs> I would. I mean, I would imagine it's awkward. They, but they probably. I think Dave Burner's. I mean, they've been a pretty inactive band for the most yeah. part since the '90s. So yeah. yeah, for for the most part, I I I think all they cared about was getting paid for the gig. Um, it's 
it's not like he noted the lack of um, crowd interaction or crowd attendance. He, I mean, he didn't note any of that. They put on a full set, so mm. I think they were just happy to get paid and having a weekend out and playing some music. Right. It's good. Probably at this point, they just want to be ha- they're just happy to be playing music. I mean, yeah. you know, he probably doesn't look at it as a job, you know. So yeah, I mean, a hundred people or a hundred thousand. Yeah, I mean, kind of like Candlebox when Kevin Martin has said when we've seen him live before is that, you know, we have paid off his mortgage off of that one album. Yeah, um, and it's it's it could be true for uh, Grave Diggers Union. I think I forgot the name already. I don't think that album was as big as Candlebox debut. Um, right, but it definitely went platinum, and it probably went double platinum. I mean, Runaway Train was a major success. Oh yeah, it was a huge. You couldn't um, go anywhere without seeing that, hearing that song. So, right on. Any other shows? No, I was. That's what I was trying to see. So my my amp season is over. My JJ season is over. I only have two more shows left on the docket. Uh, both of which I'm very excited about, and you're about to tell us about one of those. Yes. Um, let me see real quick. I just want to look at my list just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, hold on. Hold on. Soul, Silent, Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, those were the two. So, right on. So, okay, well, we'll get into what I saw that will lead into what you're going to see, and then we'll talk about the f- the fucking big one. Um, which it looks really cool. Um, so last Saturday night, Kane and I, uh, jumped over to, uh, the old target center where the Timberwolves play to check out the New York state of mind tour featuring De La Soul, Nas, and the mighty, mighty Wu-Tang clan. Um, I didn't really know what to expect going. I didn't know what the size of the crowd was. Um, the logistics of getting in and out of there and everything like that. Um, I will say getting in was nice and simple. I have a tendency to arrive early for shows. Um, so me and Kane went and had some dinner and then jumped down there and could kind of see a little bit because the twins were playing um, down in Houston for baseball. So they had a watch party on and where we parked, we were able to see kind of into the stadium and watch the big screen. So got to watch a little baseball, got into there and, De La Soul comes on, which is kind of weird because obviously one of them passed away earlier this year. Um, so it was it was odd to see De La Soul, for the most part, solo. Um, it was the crowd was sparse during that time, as you can imagine. Um, I was expecting to hear, you know, um, they played most of their hits. They didn't do me, myself and I, which is weird because yeah. that's like their biggest hit. Yeah. Um, so um, he did have a member of Wu Tang up on stage, kind of being the hype man and doing some of the, the other verses and stuff like that. It was entertaining, but I mean, you know, they lost soul again. That's just one song that I, that's the only song that I would want to hear from them, but okay, cool. Whatever um, crowd definitely got uh Started getting a little bit more lively. Um, it, it, to be honest, by the time the Wu Tang came on, um, which is this is kind of weird how they do this. It was a co-headlining set, so I, you know, wasn't for sure who was going to be the headliner or what. So Wu Tang comes out first. It's just RZA. He's on stage with a live band. The live band's kind of on a second tier there, and one by one they come out and they do their individual stuff. Okay, um, 
They did about four or five songs, and then Nas comes on. And Nas does about four or five songs. And then Wu-Tang comes back out, does four or five, six, seven songs. At that time, Method Man comes out. YDB, which is Old Dirty Bastard's son, comes out and does a little bit of ODB. Um, And then Nas comes back out Mm -hmm. and does his closing stuff, you know, closes it with, you know, if I ruled the world. And then all of Wu-Tang comes back out and they close it out with like Triumph and then a couple of other songs. Did a a little tribute to Prince playing Purple Rain. You know, all the hits that you're going to hear. You're going to hear the Wu-Tang stuff. And then you're going to hear the individual solo stuff from like Rock Raekwon and and Ghostface and and all that. And Method Man, they do Method Man. They do All I Need to Get By. Um, it, it was you know I saw Wu Tang a couple years ago at 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 Stir Cove and Council Bluffs. The, basically the same set. The only difference was is that there was a live band. So they're doing this with a live band, and of course they still have a DJ on stage to fill in the other stuff and everything like that. But the crowd it was packed. I did not see any empty seats. That's wild. At a Wu Tang show in 2023 at Target Center, which that's is both levels of the Target Center, is that right? Yeah, so yeah. The, the top levels weren't blacked out. Nope, weren't blacked out or nothing, man. I mean, wow. I was surprised at how many people were actually there. Um, so, you know, we kind of dipped out when they were started on Triumph because I I knew that they weren't going to do much after that, you know. And again, like they said, we were walking out; they were doing a tribute to Prince playing Purple Rain, um, and I think they might have closed with something else, but it wasn't, you know. It was just weird how it flip-flopped four or five songs. Yeah. You know, you had Nas and then you had Wu-Tang, which kind of, I didn't really care for it too much because I wasn't really there to see Nas. Nas is okay, but, you know, you can't get the energy of a Wu-Tang set building up, building up, building up when, you know, in the first go around, they did Protect Your Neck. You know, you think, what well, you should be closing your set with Protect Your Neck. I mean, come on. But I mean, it was just—it was a weird experience. Cool, I dug it. I'm. I would, you know, I don't know what else to say. Getting out of there was easy. We got out of there like in five minutes. Nice. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a show like that uh, where artists do that. Um, yeah, I do know when New Kids on the Block go out on their tours with like boys to men and paul abdul and debbie gibson and those shit right the, their opening acts come out during their set so the new kids on black will do like five or six songs and all of a sudden uh-huh. you get four songs from paul abdul <clears throat> um so I, i've heard of that um but i've never interestingly enough on, on top of that it was, it was going to be part of our news uh prime is a perfect circle and pussifer going on a, a tour a short tour next year yeah um to celebrate maynard's 60th birthday and they are saying that's how they're going to do their set. All three bands are going to be on set at the same time. And hmm. they're just going to be interchanging songs from each band. I mean, it's an interesting way of doing it. I suppose if you're a fan of like all three bands, yeah. you know, you know, but if you're going there to see just one band, I think it just kind of, it just kind of kills the momentum of it for me. You know, um, I love Wu-Tang. I want to hear nothing but a solid hour and 15 hour, 20 minutes of Wu-Tang. Yeah. Don't interrupt me. Don't interrupt me with Nas. Don't get me wrong. Nas is a great <laughs> MC. I, you know, I'm not going to take anything away from it. I am just not a huge fan of his. I don't know enough of his material to. Why did you never get into Nas? 
I don't know. I don't know. I just never did. I mean, there's a few songs that I like. I mean, I really like Hip Hop is Dead just because it's got a fucking sweet-ass sample of Inagata De Vida by Iron Butterfly. Yeah. Um, he didn't do that song, though. Um, so I was kind of bummed about that. But, I mean, it's just I just never was a huge Nas fan. That's interesting. Because usually when you see, like, a top 10 MC list. He's Nas on that be, list. Yeah, he's going to be like a Yeah, he's list. on that list. And, you know, and, and again, I just... It's, and it's it's not like I dislike him. It's not like he is the uh, creed of hip hop or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so I mean, again, I mean, it was a good tour. Um, good tour, good show. Um, the crowd energy was great. Um, people in the aisles dancing, jamming out. Um, I was talking to a couple guys that were behind me. It was their first ever concert. Um, yeah, and they were uh, they were super excited to see Wu Tang and everything like that. Then the guy was telling me that he's going to see Tool um, here in a couple of weeks there at the Excel Center. So I'm like, that's a great first two combination. Yeah. How, so how old were these people? Um, they were probably early twenties, maybe late teens. Hmm. So interesting. Kane really enjoyed it. Um, you know, he, he you know again uh, uh, he grew up on Wu Tang, so. You know, to to see that, and he's rapping all along and everything like that, really getting into it. And um, it was nice to see him step outside of his normal genre of music yeah. to uh, to to really enjoy it. So it was a good time, good time. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see him again. I've told the story right. before. I, I had a ticket to see him in 1997, uh, the Rage Against the Machine tour, Wu Tang Clan and Tarantino mm-hmm. Riot. Um, you know, I'd, I'd seen the MTV news report uh, like either a week or two weeks before that uh, at the opening show in Atlanta. Um, it looked like a just a complete rager. Um, and then we got to the venue only to find out the Wu-Tang Clan was not at that particular show. And then basically they just dropped off the entire tour because Wu-Tang Clan was pretty chaotic back in those days. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I just I just never got to see him again after that. So here we are, 2023, October 28th. In Bentonville at the Momentary. I've had my tickets for about nine months, it seems like. Yeah, uh, you guys have had them for a while. Very much looking forward to seeing it. Well, I hope... Uh, I, right, I hope it's a great experience for you. I mean, I think everybody in should go see Wu-Tang at some point in their life. Yeah. Um, I think they're one of the most influential hip-hop acts ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Was I, was I was watching a thing the other day and uh, somebody was like, Wu-Tang Clan versus NWA. Like, who would you rather see? And every single one said Wu-Tang. And I'm like, okay, well, that's 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 pretty rarefied company, I think. You know, yeah. when, when each of those MCs can stand on their own and deliver. I mean, Met the Man, I mean, he's top five rapper for me. I mean, he's one of my favorites. Um, so... You know, it, it just, it, it was killer. I mean, uh, I would like to see them in a smaller venue again. Just the energy was great at the Target Center, but I think in a smaller venue, yeah, it would just be just an absolute, just a banger. Yeah. Right on. So that, let's lead in then. You're going to see them win? October 28th. Two weeks, October 28th. Two weeks to go. Less than two weeks. Okay. Well, final be... concert of 2023. Well, what do you have before that? Oh, interesting. You should ask my oh, guy. Oh, oh. I am going to see, and the wife is going with me. She now knows about this. Nice. I'm going to see yeah, you 2 at the Sphere in Las Vegas on October right. 25th. So 
the same week as Wu-Tang, but uh, on a Wednesday night in Vegas. Yeah, me, Erica, the Spear, you too. Oh. How did she take? How did she take the news? Uh, she was somewhat surprised. Was she surprised? Was she here. excited? Did she pull up any? I think she's getting pretty excited now. She just good. Yeah, she just didn't really understand why I just all of a sudden sprung up the fact that we're going to Vegas to see you two at the Spear. But that's, that's just the way I roll. That's the way I right. do things. But, um, right. Yeah, she, she and, and, and she likes you too. She loves you too. Yeah. yeah this, you know, is that's not, a, this is not me dragging the wife along with me. No. Um, I, I think uh, I, I've been reading the reviews. And I mean, there's some things that got me a little nervous with Erica based off of what I'm reading um, with like motion sickness and like uh, uh, vertigo and some okay. of the other stuff that happened. That it's, it's Apparently, it's a really steep venue. Yes. Um, so we have to we're gonna have to figure out some things on the fly, but I'm hoping that that's just kind of the internet kind of scaring you, and the actual experience would be unreal because basically every review of the concert is like out of this world. Like yeah. This is, so an experience that nobody has really ever experienced before. I've seen clips. It looks amazing. Um, again, if they were playing everything before, you know, maybe. 92 you know everything before that and that was the complete set i would love to go see that but i don't need to go see them do you know their newer stuff i don't care for it but well, yeah just so i mean just uh they're not doing any of their new stuff oh they're really playing, yeah they're playing octoon baby and the pool <clears throat> uh, nice. and then they're like they're like um basically there's like one set of like four or five songs that they're mm -hmm. kind of interloping, but for the most part, it's been a really consistent set so far, which makes sense because of all the shit that's going on right uh, at the spear in the background. So you, you have to have the complete show pretty much on lockdown. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if they're doing anything off from like 2010 and beyond. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, so some of the other songs I've seen is like MLK with or without you. Um, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Um, and so I, I think it's going to be an awesome set. Um, it's to me, it's my second favorite album from you two outside the Joshua tree. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I mean, I can't wait. I think it's going to be, and like you said, I've been, I watch anytime I see it come across my Twitter timeline, dude, I'm just like, oh, enamored with what's happening. Yeah. Cause it, it, it looks, it looks amazing um, with the, you know, the visuals and all that crap. And, and it just, I keep thinking of the possibilities of bands that could be playing in this and, and it would just, I mean, obviously the first one that comes to mind is Tool. Yeah, Tool um, would be first. I think Metallica uh, would be great for it. Yeah, Metallica would be great for it. I mean, it's, it's kind just, of difficult after that, though. I, I just don't know. It, it's interesting to, to see who's who's going to be on the plate. I, I think a jam band Fish would probably be there. But I, I just yeah. don't know who else could potentially do this. And that's what I'm interested to see in the future. You don't think Pearl Jam could pull it off? Pearl Jam's never had a show before. They they just go out and rock. You know, they're right. They're about as minimalistic as you can see in a, an arena headlining band. Um, it would be interesting for them to go outside their box and do something. Yeah, like that. that's what I was thinking. Because yeah. I mean, there's I mean a lot of their a lot of their music. I mean, I mean the imagery and everything like that that you mm -hmm. can think of that would come with that. I mean, it would be. Um, sorry, scroll technical thing here. All right. Um, I think it, it, the potential's there. So, well, I mean, Pearl Jam's would Pearl Jam fans would obviously flock to it, and they they could easily do, you know, fifteen to twenty um, 
show residency there. Right. Um, if not more, um, I, I hope that they do. I think would be amazing because it would be nothing like you've ever seen. Production. You two, this is something you two does something freaking just out of this world. Every single tour they do. Yes, Pearl exactly. Jam's never, Pearl Jam's never been that way. So I, no, I think it'd no. be really cool to have a band like that who has been always pretty minimal with their arena headlining shows and be like, let's just blow the roof off and give you a whole different Pearl Jam experience. And Eddie Vedder has been there for U2's show twice, I think, at this point. Um, so, you know, he liked it enough the first time to, to see the second time. So right, right. Maybe, maybe he's, maybe his mind is starting to cook a little bit as to what it would be like to see a Pearl Jam The potential. Show. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen clips. It, look, it looks amazing. One of my friends, uh, has been to the show. She, she went, I think opening weekend hmm. and, uh, um, she really enjoyed it. So, um, God, I'm jealous. I just wish it was somebody other than you too. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think even if you're not a YouTube fan, like, why right? Do you know oh yeah, I mean, I, I, I would go if I didn't have to pay YouTube prices. <laughs> but you're paying, you're paying spear prices. This is a well, two point four billion dollar arena. You're, you're paying, you're paying the arenas two point four billion dollars. They're trying to recoup <laughs> from from building that, which was over double what the initial budget was in the first place. Right. Right. Well, I mean, again, I'm sure it'll be an experience. I'm sure that, it, uh, you'll have many positive things to say. And I'm, I'm hoping that what they're saying about the motion sickness and everything, can we bring your Germany drama? I mean, yeah, I'm looking forward to, it. I mean, I think I'll be fine. Cause I don't really have those type of issues. Right. Um, but you never know. I, no. I could just be, it could just be really overwhelming for me. Uh, right. So we'll see. Right the on. The place looks massive, man. And it's such a weird setup to see eighteen to 20,000 people sitting like it's a theater. Like, that's, yeah. so, that's so wild. It's, it's not in a round arena. It's, it's a theater sitting setting with yeah. 18,000 people. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't wait. I mean, if you can, get some pictures. Yeah, I'm going to try. The, the issue is, yeah, I, I feel like... I, I and I, I feel like the, this is kind of normal, but I feel like there's going to be so many things I've never seen before. Like I'm just going to have my phone out at all times, and by the end, even of the show, just before the dance. show or anything yeah. like that, you know, just kind of the, a picture of the setup and everything like that, you know, the seating and all that <laughs> stuff. I, I really haven't seen that. I haven't really, I haven't dived deep to to look into that. It's just yeah. what I've seen is just in passing. So yeah, right I'll, I'll do on. My best for some proper video and some proper pictures. Cool, cool. Look forward to that. Wow. We had a lot to cover in shows and everything like that. So yeah. I'm thinking, so tomorrow, uh, Bad Religion is playing. Still kind of, there's still tickets available. I'm still mulling around. Unfortunately, it would be a show that I would have to fly to solo because it is an 18 and over show, much to Kane's dismay, because um, he does like some Bad Religion. Um and then we've been kicking around the idea of going and seeing Tool at the Excel Center on the 31st. It'll be a daytime decision. There's plenty of tickets left. I'm not not too worried about getting my hands on those. So yeah. Coulter well, Wall is actually obviously you're not going to Bad Religion because you don't go to shows solo. I don't like to go to shows solo. Yeah, it's yeah. just not not my thing. I don't know why. Um, maybe I should start. I think so, man. I mean. You know, there's all those 
gifts or memes or whatever it's called, it's it's better to go solo than to miss out entirely. So right, exactly. It's, it's always kind of been my philosophy. I mean, if you're someone like Trey, who's just a social butterfly, man, you just go and talk to everybody around you because everybody's there for the same reason. That's the great thing about yes. the concert experience. It's not like sports where you could potentially end up in a riot because everybody hates each other based off the team they root for. I mean, right. everybody's here for one reason. That's the headline, man. Um, and it's very easy to start a conversation like you had with the dudes behind you. How many concerts you've been to? Have you ever seen Wu-Ting before? Have you ever seen Bad Religion before? Yada, yada, yada. You just go from there. When did you start listening to them? I don't do any of that. Right. That's not my life. But uh, And so it's really not mine either. I mean, I'll talk to somebody if they come up and start talking to me. Like mm-hmm. uh, like the guy from that ended up being from the next town next door um, at Louder Than yeah. Life. Because, you know, we stole his table. <laughs> oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, that's the reason said. why. Yeah, he oh. came up to me. He's like, you know, we were sitting here earlier. And I was like, yeah, you <laughs> left. <coughs> yeah, so it's I not would, like, yeah, definitely put in quotation marks, stole. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, so it's still a possibility. I mean, obviously, and then uh, Coulter Wall is actually at the Armory on uh, Friday night. If he was doing the imaginary Appalachia album in its entirety, I would go. I'm not a huge fan of everything else outside of that, but yeah. So there, there are some possibilities. There are some shows um, that are coming up that I wouldn't mind going and seeing. Well, hopefully you do. I'd like to hear right. some reviews. I'm about to be on my winter break myself after Wu Tang, and my next show will be Warrant and Winger, January 19th. Start off the 2024 concert season. Right on. Well, we've gone uh, pretty long, obviously, on talking about this, but what do we got for any any new and exciting news that it's uh, coming up or anything like that? Well, I mentioned the Perfect Circle Pussifer uh, Primus right. Tour. That's a really awesome tour. Uh, Perfect Circle hasn't toured since 2018. Um, right. I think you were with us. We saw them at Rockahoma that year. Is that correct? Were you there? No, nope. we saw them at Northern Invasion. Okay. All right. So Northern Invasion and Rock, Oklahoma. So a double dip for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen Primus in a few years now. And I haven't seen Christopher since 2012. So um, I have tickets for that in Dallas on April 12th. Um, you know, that's kind of a buy tickets now. See what happens later. See if I, I can, it's a Friday night. So I'm hoping that I can go. They originally had only announced like four or five dates. At Rock, um, at Red, Red Rocks, right? Yeah, Red Rocks sold out two nights very quickly. Um and then after like a week or two after that, they went ahead and added like eight more dates. Um, and so we'll see. Um, I'm hoping I can go and we'll see what a perfect circle does uh, after this particular tour. Because, again, it's been five years since they toured last time. Um, I think Maynard, uh, speaking of perfect circle and Pussifer um, and Maynard, Maynard and Tool announced new tour dates for January and February that included yep. uh, Oklahoma City on, I want to say, February 2nd which is a Saturday night. Trey was flirting with the idea of going to that particular show to celebrate his birthday. Uh, I, I think I'll pass. I, I'm not going to travel to see tool. I was pretty happy with what I saw at louder than life. Uh, so I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't anticipate on me being a part of that. Uh, the big news was this came out of nowhere, uh, sick new world, uh, just out of nowhere announced, uh, they're coming back which is yeah. not surprised. They sold out the festival very quickly last year. And even though there were some hiccups and the heat was atrocious, overall it was a, it was a grand success. So they are back for 2024. Um, and oddly enough, 
to me, System of a Down is going to headline the damn thing again. Yeah. yeah. So, good for System, man. Play one show a year. I imagine they get paid 2 to $3 million a year, then they're off for the rest of the year, and they do it all over again the next year. They don't release music. They just headline festivals, and that's a pretty good life, I would say. Um, with them, is going to be Slipknot. Yep. Uh, the question will now become if Slipknot is going to be celebrating the 25th anniversary, which also I believe would be System of a Down as well, uh, celebrating the 25th anniversary. Well, System of a Down is last, this year. Uh, Slipknot could potentially be doing a 25th anniversary show for the debut album. There were rumors about that a few months back. There's nothing indicating that that's going to be the case for this, but they're going to be on the show. System of a Down, Slipknot uh, tour together. Um, in 2001, right around 9-11 happened. I had tickets to see that show through Streetwise, System of a Down, Slipknot, American Head Charge, uh, Mudvayne, and Lomstein. Fucking amazing. Damn, that's a killer lineup. Yeah, um, it was an amazing deal. And unfortunately, Omaha was after 9-11. They had originally postponed it. Um, and then when they announced redates, um, Omaha got the can, so I didn't get to go to that tour, which is very disappointing. Also on that show, a perfect circle, a perfect circle, right. Allison Chains, yeah, uh, Bring Me the Horizon, uh, Danny Elfman, Primus, uh, Shoegazer Band, Slow Dive, um, and then it, I mean the lineup's just stacked. So I mean, yeah, Black Veil Brides, Wage War, yeah. Spirit Box, Bad Omens, uh, Ice Nine Kills, Sleep Token, Lamb of God, Knock Loose, Baby Metal, our favorite, yeah. I can't read some of these. Yeah, down there at the bottom, Fear Factory, Taproot, Taproot Nonpoint, Nonpoint. 5,000. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Seven Dustin Kitty uh, are back. Helmets Static X. Static X, Code or- Orange, uh, Three Teeth. Um, Kim I mean, Dracula. Yeah, it's a sick, sick, sick lineup. So good. Yeah, that is a very nice lineup. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So Tickets good. did go on sale on that already. Yeah. Didn't didn't sell out immediately like last year. Uh, tickets nope. uh, the GA are three twenty five plus fees. The VIP are I believe six fifty yeah, plus fees, is, and that's a lot of freaking money for one day. Right. So I did get a text um, at, at four o'clock on was that Friday? Yeah, um, there was less than a thousand tickets available. Yeah, that's wild. So it's almost there. Yeah, almost there. I mean, it's they moved it up a few weeks. Uh, this year was, excuse me, on Mother's Day weekend, and again, it was like it was like ninety eight degrees. It was, it was. I drank like three liters of water and didn't pee but one time the entire day. Yeah, um, they moved it up a couple weeks, April twenty seventh. Um, I think it'll still be ninety degrees at that point, and they're in the desert in Vegas, but I, it may be able to help a little bit. Crazy. You gonna go? Currently, no. No, I feel pretty confident I won't be going. But you know, come and see me in February, March. See where I'm at. But uh, right now, April, going, April, April first, he'll be looking at tickets on the secondary I'll market. Looking at, I'll be looking at the lineup. I mean, but the thing is, you know, I saw System of Down last last year. Saw yeah. Slipknot last year. I have tickets currently to see Berg Circle and Primus. I saw Alice Chains last year. Mm-hmm. You know, with with Water in the Life, I've basically seen the vast majority of these bands that's uh, true the only the only ones i haven't is you know those bands at the bottom are going to be playing 30 minutes on the side right. stages you know taproot would be awesome non-point powerman 5000 
you know, uh, Fear Factory, Static X. Uh, it'd be really cool to see all those bands in one day uh, on top of Spirit Box again, Seven Dust, Helmet, and Kitty, and Code Orange. But that's a long ways to travel and a lot of money to pay to see some bands on the side stages. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Um, speaking of Tool and Maynard, um, did you see the, we talked about this briefly, the uh, reports that uh, they might be headed into the studio? Yeah, I mean, I think me and you probably had the same reaction to this. It's like, yeah. okay, well, yeah, that doesn't we'll really mean, yeah, that doesn't really no, mean anything. That doesn't mean anything because they, they've gone in and scrapped and started and scrapped and started. Um, so, I, like I said, 2034, 20, yeah, we'll have we'll have a new two album. Yeah, I don't expect Maynard will be eighty. Yeah, exactly. No, well, I don't no, ex- seventy. I don't, yeah, I don't expect Maynard to be in too much of a rush. Uh, to get into the studio, the tool, the tool instrumentalist, uh, to be seem to record with each other a lot, yeah. And then they kind of have to wait for Maynard. But Maynard sometimes says that's not the way it is. He kind of puts it on them that they fool around so much that he doesn't really have anything to do because he's always waiting on them to perfect what they're trying to put together. Right. And so he's just kind of sitting waiting for something to be sent to him. So uh, either way you look at the camp, I don't expect anything. From Tool anytime soon. Right. Cool news, uh, though. Cool news. But uh, news that I'm not expecting anything to happen anytime right. soon. Uh, Trey had just sent us a Death Grips uh, played in Fayetteville last week, I think. And I hadn't seen anything about this, so I don't know why it took so long for the news to come out. But it, apparently Death Grips was performing in, at JJ's Live here in Fayetteville. And people kept throwing shit uh, at him. Uh, glow sticks, you know, cell right. phone. Um, they walked off stage twice. Um, and I guess the crowd just couldn't get under control. And finally, uh, on the 24th song out of a 29th song set, they finally walked off the stage and said, fuck it, we're done. Um, and this is, you know, unfortunate for JJ's live. I mean, there has to be a way to knock this shit out and get people escorted. And man, if you're a fan, you gotta be pissed off to see shit like that. If if there's anybody around you throwing shit at the stage, like, why are you doing this? Of course, a lot of people aren't going to say anything because you want to avoid an altercation, but the reality is you're paying 50 bucks and more f- to see a show and you got some jack wagons and assholes in the crowd throwing shit at the artist performing. Uh, very frustrating. Um, and is this is not an isolated incident. This is happening a lot of different places and concerts. I have no idea what the reason or rhyme for what this is about at all. I, don't, I have no idea what makes someone want to throw something up on stage at the artist performing for them. Now, what is the capacity of JJ's? Eight, 850, um, 900? It's around 1,000, somewhere around there. 1,000, okay. Yeah. So you would think with the amount of security there and the size of the venue, that you would be able to isolate who these individuals are, unless it was half the crowd, and you would think you would be able to walk those people the fuck out. You would think? I have no idea. I, I don't know... I would, I would think after this, since JJ's live security appeared to be unsuccessful in getting it stopped, that JJ's live is probably going to be looking at some protocols and procedures on how to make sure that this does not happen again. And hopefully for any shows that I go to, it, it won't because right. I, I would be irate. Oh, yeah, totally. <clears throat> totally. Any other big news? Man, there's a lot of tours. This is kind of the uh, season right here uh, up until probably the week before Thanksgiving. 
uh, mm-hmm. where it's time to get some 2024 tours announced. Um, the AMP is up to four shows right now. I mean, again, nothing exciting. Parker McCollum uh, just announced a tour. He actually played here this past May, so he's making a, a return trip. Not a surprise. That's what country music artists do with the AMP. Again, I've mentioned this many times. If, if you were a country music fan, man, you would be just loving the AMP. Right, you get to see your artist over and over and over again. So uh, that was happening, um, but there there should be some cool tours coming up until then, and then it will go quiet until the the week after New Year's Day. So um, Noah Cahan, who uh, you know we still don't know, but uh, MZ went to at the Strokov announced a large tour for twenty twenty four and basically right. sold out the entire freaking thing. Man, yeah, I hate it when I don't know an artist who is already so freaking massive. But I'm right behind on the Noah Courtney, I think Courtney and Matresa and I think Ann and MZ as well got tickets for the show up here in at the Excel Center. Nice. So. And sold out like three shows in, at Fenway, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just that's just wild. So and it was a pretty other... penny. It was a pretty penny for a ticket yeah, too. I think that nice. was well over a hundred dollars. Not a surprise at all. Um, Micah, uh, last weekend, I don't know if uh, your children went to this, but Taylor Swift, the Eras tour, uh, made its way to the movie theaters. Yep. Matresa went and saw it last night. And I think her and Courtney are going to see it maybe next weekend. Courtney's going to go to Omaha and they're going to go see it. So, so yes, like, they were both pretty excited. Here's the thing the, the number two movie in America last weekend, Mike, made $11 million. What was that? Was that, that the Exorcist? Yeah. I'm see that. The Taylor Swift movie, The Eras Tour, last weekend made $96 million. $96 million. The girl just for a concert. For a concert. A concert. That they all already went to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for a concert movie. A $96 concert. Million. Never heard anything like that. Like, man, usually when, like, Concert movies get released, uh, and I've been to a couple of them, like Beastie Boys, the Metallica thing I went to, and maybe two or three others. Uh-huh. Uh, the Metallica thing was sold out, but it was at one of the smaller theaters in the movie. Um, the Beastie Boys, there was like 15 people there, maybe. $96 million is just absolutely insane. Incredible. Just ridiculous. We'd have to look. Ridiculous. For 2023, what is the highest grossing opening weekend Oh, I don't know if I can find that out. I'm not sure. I don't know if I can look that up. Because that that would be interesting to see where that ranks. Well, and I wouldn't. I'll try. Be, I'll try the Google. <clears throat> and I honestly wouldn't be surprised that if it was number one. No, because, because I'm, yeah, I'm sure there were some Marvel movies that came out that made no, like there hasn't. Million. No, there, was, there hasn't been maybe a sequel of some sort. Mm, maybe Mission Impossible. What were the summer movies? I honestly couldn't tell you. Uh, so Barbie. Oh um, yeah, Barbie. Oppenheimer. 155 million on its opening weekend. Okay. Uh, Super Mario Brothers. Uh, 146 million dollars. Oh wow. So, yeah, there's a couple of them out there. I yeah. mean, 96 million. I mean, that was obviously. No, yeah, it's nothing to bat your eye out. I mean, 96 million dollars for for a woman that's already probably worth 20 billion. Um, yeah, and that's not even the most press because obviously you know she's all over the NFL right now. So yeah, and now Chiefs games are like the highest rated games in America because, quite frankly, you may have two or three chances to pan over to Taylor Swift 
uh -huh. in the audience. And obviously, NFL is loving that. Well, yeah, because um, it's getting a whole new demographic. Yeah, whole new demographic of fans, which, I mean, bless her, man. She's just making money hands over fist, and everybody involved with her uh, is also making money hand over fist. Single-handedly going to save the U.S. economy. She's not a businessman. She's a business man. The Jay-Z. Hova. Right on. I'll stop there. We're, we're, we're running long. We got We are running years. long. Yeah. Yeah, five reviews. We're chatty Cathy's, man. We well, it's, it's, been, it's, it's yeah. been three weeks. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, we got a lot to catch up on. Yeah, so, well, I mean, that's a good segue right there. Five albums. Um, to be completely honest, um, I've got reviews for three of them. Three of the five? Three of the five. Come three on. Three of the five. Um, I had to revisit stuff. I mean, it's been, uh, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately for some reason. Um, I uh, I, I'm hooked on New Heights. Um, What's that? The Kelsey Brothers. Oh, okay. And, you know, and it pains me to say that. No, no, because I think the, the dynamic between those two, obviously being brothers, um, is, is really good. And obviously they're talking about the NFL and, you know, That's other options. Not really. Not a whole lot to talk about. Were Taylor you listening Swift. to it before Taylor Swift got into the picture? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I, they were showing up all over my TikTok um, with that. And I watched the Kelsey documentary on Prime, which if you have an opportunity, make sure you do that. It's very, very good. Um, you know, and obviously I'm not a fan of either one of those teams. I absolutely hate the fucking Chiefs. Mm. Um but the, the dynamic between those two and the way that they talk about it's interesting to get NFL players takes on their own game. Yeah. So that, that was cool. Um, I've been listening to a lot of wrestling stuff as well for some reason. I don't know why. Um, I haven't. Um, a little bit of Smartless. Yeah. Uh, with like Jason Smartless. Bateman. That's a good yeah. one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, really, it's what I've been listening to just on my way to and from work. Um, so, well, I mean, we'll just kick it off. We'll, we'll review what we have. Um, right, Royal Blood. Let's, let's, let's go with the three that you know. Let's go with Royal Blood back to, back to the water below. Um, 31 minutes. What is this? Their fourth album, fifth album, fourth album, fourth, fourth album. What did you think about this album? Um, well, I hate how short it is. Uh, yes. basically an EP link. Um, yep. We talk about this all the freaking time about how bands either give us too much shit or not enough shit. We can't find anybody just to give us the right amount of shit. It the right amount of shit. Um, honestly, I, I haven't been able to get into this shit, man. I've, I've tried multiple times. I'm just mm -hmm. struggling with it. And you would think since it's so short that maybe I would just love it because they only gave us the the, the uh, killer and no filler. I'm just, I'm just struggling. It's not near as good as their as Typhoons and obviously the one that I love more than anything else, which I think is the self-titled album. I think that's what it's called. I'm trying to think of yep. the name, but I'm pretty sure it's self-titled. This comes nowhere close to those two particular albums. Um, it just sounds like they've kind of lost their heaviness. Like when I listen to this album, there's not that fucking thundering, fucking pounding royal blood. It, now it sounds like, yeah, now it sounds like a fucking pop duo almost, and it's a little frustrating. So I'm a little frustrated with it. I'm 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 over here pumping my fist excitingly because you are hitting it on the fucking head. Um, this is the weakest of the four albums. 
Um, I do have a track by track breakdown real quick. Uh, Mountains at Midnight, great track. It opens the album very, very strong. I really dig that song. Shiner of the Shiner in the Dark. It's a fucking head bomber. You know, you're just fucking bobbing your head. You're you're digging it. So uh, pull me through. Third song on there, off key piano, gives it a nice little groove to it. They did this one live. Um, after that, it man, it, it fades fast. Um, the firing line, or actually pull me, oh, nope, firing line, not a fan. <clears throat> Excuse me, filler track. Tell me when it's not too late. It's not bad, not great. Triggers, nothing exciting. How many times? Boring. High waters, losing interest. Um, there goes my cool. I I get wanting to add instruments to grow, but it takes away from what made Royal Blood great. Um, waves. It's just too many slower songs. Not enough grooves on this whole entire album. They do. They they've added you know uh, pianos and synthesizers and keyboards and you know all this other stuff, but it really just takes away from the essence of what Royal Blood is to me, which is just fucking raw, groove-oriented rock and roll music. I mean, yeah. what you call you call it sex rock. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what Royal Blood is to me. I mean, it's fucking just, it's just grooves, man. And like you said it best, I mean, this album really doesn't have a whole lot of that. It's yeah, I think pop uh, it's interesting. Maybe, because... maybe he getting sober has something to do with it because i mean sometimes we see that happen with artists yeah. that you know you kind of lose that little bit of an edge and there's nothing wrong with being sober that's great but mm-hmm. you know they're slowly digressing yeah the sober thing uh i mean obviously i, I never remember what the tool song is where it includes that bill hicks uh take uh that when artists get sober their music really declines um mm-hmm. And the fact that uh, when artists, the, the really good music you hear is when the artists are really fucking drunk or stoned. You know, so, I mean, or drunk, stoned, have something going on in their life um, that, you know, really just draws this out of you. Um, you know, even Corey Taylor, I mean, he's talked about it in plenty of interviews where, you know, he can't write songs that he wrote 25 years ago because he's just not in that place anymore. You know, and, and I get and it. You're going to grow yeah. and being rich. Being yeah. Rich, yeah. And being rich, you know, you, you got to grow and there's nothing wrong with growing. But man, keep some semblance of where you're from and where you're at. Yeah. Uh, Royal Blood is interesting because I love their, I mean, the, the first time was one of my favorite albums, probably mm-hmm. of all time. The third one was outstanding. Their second and fourth that were, were both really uneven. So, Maybe yeah. they're just not a good even album release band, and they're a really good odd album release band. So I look forward to their fifth album coming out here in three or four years. Right. It's going gonna, it's gonna to crush. It's going to crush. It's going to kill. All right. Well, that brings us to the next one I had in my list. Which so, is... uh, just to finish, most disappointing album of 2023 for me. Oh, I know, no, I, I know for no. you it's probably Avenged Sevenfold. Oh, yeah, Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah. yeah, by far. By far, yeah. This was still head and shoulders above yeah. that album. I still haven't listened I mean, to it. I just I just ignored it. You just ignored the Avenged Sevenfold album. Yeah, I, I think saw I think I think you I need you right. I, never, I, never I get it, but I'd be interested to see your take on it because we know that I have a tendency to be harsher. And... Yeah, but it's just not you. I mean, it was it was kind of a universal. Oh yeah, bashing. it was kind of universal bashing. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
But I, I think that you should you should at least listen to it once. I mean, come on, Chinese democracy. Let's do it once. Yeah. Saint Anger. Let's do it once. Yeah. Maybe I'll listen to Chinese <laughs> Democracy, then Saint Anger, then I'll throw on Evans. Oh, that sounds like a day of fucking punishment right there. Yeah, man. no kidding. All right. Olivia Rodrigo. Guts. Thirty nine minutes. Start us off. Tell me what you think. I uh, I didn't mind it. Uh, I thought there was some really good stuff on here, some good songs. Uh, she's she's kind of moving. I guess she's getting closer to that pop punk territory now. There's a different genre that I want to say besides pop punk, but that's the closest I can come up with that right now in my head. And you'll have to accept my apology. My phone just died, so I'm just going off the top of my head now. Okay. I, I don't have Spotify with me, but there were some good tracks on here, and I, I kind of compare it to Billie Eilish at this point because. Obviously, I love that Billie Eilish album, and then her next album, Happier Than Ever, I just thought was absolute garbage. I hated it. And so uh, when I went into this album, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like She just went to the top of the world, and now we're going to get this really weird album. She didn't do that. She she stuck to, to what made her famous and popular, and it was still really good. She does whisper sing a lot, which does kind of annoy me. I would like her to yeah. get away from that. Billie Eilish does the same thing. I'm not sure what's going on with that. We need to get rid of it. Um, but the, the pop punk songs on there are, are, are really good. And uh, she's she's uh, grown from uh, driving past her ex-boyfriend's house uh, after getting her driver's license to now where she's falling into her boyfriend, ex-boyfriend's bed and boots, like stuff like that. So right. we've, we've graduated to like the sexual part of Olivia Rodrigo. So a little bit more mature uh, going on here. I think that might be my baby crying. That could be an issue. Um, overall, though. I think it's a pretty good album. I've listened to it a few times. There's some good tracks on there. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I've got, a, again, another nice little rundown here. Um, All-American Bitch, good use of a softer verse and goes hard in the chorus. That's the opening track. Um, Bad Idea Right. Um, she's rapping on the album. Um, what the fuck? It's not bad, though. Uh, Vampire, best song on the album. So dramatic. I dig it. Um, Ballad of a Home Actually Lacey was boring uh, Ballad of a Homeschool Girl Solid pop I said pop slash rock song Because I didn't really get a pop punk vibe on that one um, I think pop punk is a little more Fast tempo Upbeat um, You know this was more I thought You know adult or alternative Maybe okay. um, Making the bed I said is this a Taylor Swift song It's not too shabby <laughs> Logical is solid. Um, Get Him Back is a fun song. I think it's kind of going to be an anthem. Um, Love is Embarrassing. It was an up-tempo ditty. Pretty good, solid chorus. The Grudge, typical Olivia song. Builds and builds, only to drop in the chorus, then repeat. Um, Pretty Isn't Pretty. Taylor Swift influences everywhere. This one reminds me of an early Taylor Swift song. Teenage Dream, Close Out Strong, Olivia's song. So it was good. It wasn't as good as the debut, but it was good. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I think she's already gotten trouble on this album as, as well, like she did the first one where uh, there was a track that sounded a little bit too similar uh, to another song out there. So she had to add songwriting credits. Um, and this happened to her on the first album as well. So oh wow, whoever's steering her in that direction um, is kind of doing her. Not doing her any favors. Right. Yeah. And uh we may have talked about this at Letter in Life because your daughter was trying to get tickets, but uh, 
should mention that Olivia Rodrigo uh, announced a major tour in 2024, yep. um, which basically broke Ticketmaster again. And uh, yeah, hopefully everybody. Yep, she got her tickets. Good, 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 good. Didn't get my ticket. <coughs> she got her tickets. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that she like, got hosed out of that. She didn't think I was serious. I'm like, you always take your dad serious. Always. <laughs> didn't take it serious for Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. That's rough. I'm like, dude, you know how much I love that first album. Why would you not give me a fucking ticket? Great the things I do for you. I get you. I spend eight hours on a fucking computer to get you goddamn Taylor Swift tickets. How do you repay me? How do you repay me? That's rough. Yeah. Mm. That's rough. So, moving on. Just totally just brought the fucking vibe down. Yeah, man. Really. Some bitch. Really killed it. Next up, Corey, Corey Taylor, CMF2. Long fucking album. 53 minutes long, Will. There we go. There we go. I love this album. You love it? I love it. Yeah. You like it better it's, than this first one? Um, boy, there's some good stuff on that first one. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I think say, there's I potential for this one. Yeah, I don't I don't think I like it as much as the first one yet, but I think there's some really great songs on it. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, is that uh, I've I've always made the point that I just kind of feel like this is stone sour. Um, but it's he's just gone solo because him and his stone sour castmates uh, had a fallout. But this one kind of took me away from Stone Sour because mm-hmm. this, this album kind of goes in like twelve different directions, man. There's some <laughs> there's some freaking ballads on here that uh-huh. the uh, what's the stupid song called and uh, something in smoke. Uh, that's yes. a great that's a great little song, little ballad, little love song. Uh, but really good. What's that song called? Uh Breath of Fresh Smoke. Breath of Fresh Smoke. I don't like that's that. A good, that's a good that's a good fucking power ballad, man. But it that's is a some, good power that ballad. is some eighties power ballad. Yeah, it, it was. So he goes kind of all over the place. Uh, he he yes. gives us a, this slow build up in the first song, and then the second song was pretty heavy. Yeah. We get some ballads and then we got some I mean he just there's pop there's 80s there's metal there's rock uh i mean Corey taylor's just kind of he's kind of in his feels right now um yeah strong 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 album i would say um i would agree i mean the same thing as well um if you want i got a track by track breakdown Do it. I, I started doing this again i mean the, i like it is... i i wish i would have done that um <sighs> and i need to get back to doing that as well i think it helps so we had the box, which is the intro. Nice uh, Eastern, Middle Eastern influence with the guitar. Um, it was a nice short song, two minutes. Um, then you followed up with Post Traumatic Blues, which I think was the first single off the so. album. Yeah. Um, it's a Stone Sour song. Not bad. Um, Talk Sick. I said it's all right. No bridge into the chorus. It seems odd, um, but it's got a great bass line. Um, Breath of Fresh Smoke. We already talked about that one. Uh, Beyond, it's a soft intro. Pace picks up. I really dig it. Um, we are the rest. I said solid. Midnight, good ballad. Corey Taylor can sing the fucking phone book. I've said that before. Um, let's see here. Starmate. Um, kind of a weird intro, almost like a arcade game, space game intro. That goes into, uh, starts off slow, cuts to a, a very solid rocker. Sorry me, I said ballad, ballad, ballad. Punchline, solid rock song. Someday I'll change your mind. Um, it's definitely an adult. That one's a definitely adult rock oriented. Um, 
almost in the vein of Nickelback, hmm. you know, kind of vibes on it. Um, all I want is hate, um, which is a Slipknot song. I mean, he, he's uh, very, very growly throughout that whole entire thing. Hmm. Um, or or harder Stone Sour song is what I put. And I said Dead Flies, which is the closing track, was just kind of meh. Yeah. But after that, I mean, I mean, it was it was a good solid album. It's definitely one that I need to spend more time listening to if uh, I get out of this podcast phase of my life. I think what it is is I'm just I'm on a louder than life hangover. Yeah. So I, I you know, like a little rest, a little break, you know, just to clear the mind and whatever be the case. So good, good album. I dug it. I mean, I'm yeah. sure I'll give it a lot more listens. Cool. Did you listen to the stain? I'm sure you did. Yeah, definitely. Tell me about it. Uh, it's Is it worth a listen? Of the year. I love really? it. Really? All right. I think it crushes, man. Uh, it's great. Um, dude, uh, it's just so good. I mean, they're they're kicking ass, man. It's 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 their best album for me. What was the second album? What was what was the major first album called? Not Dysfunction. That's my favorite album yeah. by them. But the one after that with the, it's been a while on it. Uh, Break the Cycle, I think is what it's called. Break the Cycle uh, is called, their, yeah. This is their best effort since Break the Cycle. From really? Front to, from front to end, man. There's some really heavy stuff on there. Uh, there are some, you know, softer Aaron Lewis tunes, but they, they work. It doesn't uh-huh. sound like he's trying to reinvent the wheel going back to It's Been a While or Outside. It's just, this is just a really strong stand effort. It makes me want to see him in concert again. And if I can get over the fear that perhaps he's going to get up there and talk politics, and you know, maybe I can can go to it. Um, but man, it's from front to end, dude. There's there's not a lot of filler on it. Um, Aaron's voice sounds great. I'm so disappointed that he's moved over to that country crap that he does because a lot mm-hmm. of it's pretty garbage. There was that one song that I found on a Snapchat of one of my friends that I loved. I thought it was great. Uh, that's the one country song I've heard from him that I thought was decent. The rest of it is kind of him pandering to his unintelligent country audience. Yeah. Um, but th- this is this is a killer album. Really good. All right. Well, I can't then wait I'm to see what they do well, in 2024. I'm gonna have to check that out then. Uh, uh, you definitely need you definitely need to give it a check. I think we talked about it before, where they they kind of talked about. Um, I'm trying to think if they said digital elements, but they, it wasn't mm-hmm. digital. Um, Electronic elements. Electronic elements. There's there's definitely quite a bit of that throughout the entire album. Yeah. So they've okay. grown. They've grown. Right. Well, but I mean, it's I their first release. First it's their first 12 years. years. 12 yeah. years, yeah. 12 years. Solid, so. solid comeback album. All right, well. All right, then I'll have to listen to that tomorrow on the way to work. I'm going to go into the office tomorrow, and that's well, what I'll do. I like it. I hope you I agree too. with my take. You may not. Trey is kind of on the same page as me, though. He, he thought it was also a very solid, great return to form for State. Right on. All right. Well, fucking nice. Something to look forward to. But I'll just give you my take on it when we when we reconvene. Yeah, can't wait. Which, what do we have for new releases? I like. I haven't even been keeping up on this. Are we? We're, we're gonna have to wrap up here. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was there a fifth album? I thought there was a fifth album. Was there one more yeah, album we're missing? Death, Death Clock. Oh yeah. 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 I don't have much to say about that. It would. Okay. I mean, it was. It was. It was okay, but it, it had. It needed. It's. It didn't hold my attention. Right. Now, there's. There seems to be like two Death Clocks out there on Spotify. One's like instrumental heavy stuff, 
and then the other one's like singing death rock stuff and i have yeah i, I have, have no clue it, it didn't hold my attention that was the worst of the bunch uh, right i would say the royal blood was the second worst of the bunch but the most disappointing and then i would say stain and Corey taylor um, mm-hmm. are going to be up there at the top for the end of the year and olivia rodriga holds her own with the pond right on yeah i wish i had my list mike but it's on my phone so um unfortunately mm, you're gonna have to tell me what's out there uh oh, taproot is out there Yep, Taproot. We still haven't talked about the Tyler, the new Tyler Childers album. Okay, Tyler Childers. So we got Taproot. There's some. There's quite a bit of stuff out there, um, but obviously my mind is blank right now. Yeah, I'm looking through real quick. New Beartooth. New Beartooth album. Yeah. We can check that out. Yep. So I'm writing this down. Crosses, the new Crosses album. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. There we go. That's another, where we're at. That was a, yeah, that was another tour announced. Or yep. That was early 2024. I'd love to see their, their first tour in 13 years, but unfortunately, you don't get them in Minneapolis. I don't get them nope. anywhere near here. I'd have to go to Kansas City on a Saturday night in February, which generally isn't a really great idea. No, um, they're playing a twelve hundred seat capacity venue called the Truman in Kansas City, man. So, yeah, disappointing tour dates. But uh, let's all right, we're, ca- we're we're capping it at four. We're gonna we're gonna listen to that Tyler Childers album. Okay. Taproot, Beartooth, and Crosses. All right, oh, okay. Beartooth, right. Taproot, Crosses, Tyler Childers. There we go. Yep, there it is. And then I'll have my my thoughts on the Stained album. All right, can't wait. All right, man. You have Screaming Kids. Yeah. It is 1036, which is very, very late for me. It's going to be a rough morning. So we will uh, will reconvene in one week's time. Um, No, no, no. no, no. We're one week's time. I'm fucking saying it right now. I'm dropping the goddamn hammer. (laughs) One week's time. All right. Did you... Hold on real quick, though. i got to give a plug. If you have not been listening to Off the Rails with Will and Doug, the Illuminati saga is ridiculous. Did we get... <coughs> do we have an update coming? Man, we were, we were trying to pod this weekend. It didn't happen. We're, we're going to try to pod tomorrow. I mean, it, we haven't podded since before our Louder Than Life experience. Yes. Just sporadic stuff. Uh, plus, I have my. I'm, I'm doing those fantasy league pods as well. Just, right, right. Yeah. No, just I've been. Time. So I've we're been hoping we record. Yeah, we're hoping to record tomorrow. All right. Well, get it to us because it's uh, it's good stuff. If you haven't been listening to that pod of the year, right there, just yeah. get those episodes right there. Um, really enjoyed the last one where you were more involved. It was great. Uh, let's get more of that going. Until yeah. then, be safe, be happy. We'll talk next week. No judgments here. Goodbye. No judgments here. We're out. Bye.